0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the greater one. I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No place to grow slack. I gotta keep resting on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where our spirit is fed, where our faith grows stronger, and where we learn how to be overcomers. Hallelujah. One of the things we've been talking about this week is overcoming unbelief. It is pervasive. It's all around you. It's ugly, yucky, (laughs) sticky, nasty stuff. And so many people are full of it. And it's displeasing to God. It actually can grieve Him, can anger Him. And if you care anything about God, you don't want to displease Him. You want to please Him. And faith pleases Him. Trust in Him. Believe in Him. listening to Him pleases Him. And like we saw yesterday, it's always for our good. Always. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come into the class. We've saved you a seat. And let's get some more of what's good for us, for our good. Father, all of us agree together, touching this, asking for direction, guidance, uh, open the scriptures to us, open our hearts and minds to understand it, we pray. Help us to see what we've not seen, to understand what we've not understood, and uh, work in us that which pleases you, enabling us to lay hold of more and more of you and your will and plan. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In First Corinthians 10, We've been looking at this for some weeks now. We call it uh, overcoming unbelief. And in verse 1, he says, Brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how our fathers were under the cloud, passed through the sea, baptized to Moses in the cloud and sea, did eat the same spiritual food, drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust like they did, be idolaters like they did, commit fornication like they did, tempt Christ like they did, murmur like they did. Verse 11, Now all these things happened to them for examples, and they're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinks he stands Take heed lest he fall. So what happened to them? This first generation of Israelites that God brought out of Egyptian bondage that he made a covenant with, entered into a covenant with, tried to bring into the promised land, but they wouldn't listen. And afterwards he brought their descendants into the promised land under Joshua. But he tells us that this all has direct application to us today. They're examples for us. So we've been taking them one by one. There were ten major events failing to believe God that led up to what happened at Kadesh Barnea and them not going into the Promised Land. There were some others past that that we'll talk about later. But we're up to event uh, seven In our study of those ten. If you want to see the previous ones. One through six. They're online at faithschool.org. Go there and look them up. No charge. Won't cost you anything. But go back to Exodus today. Exodus 19. And let's continue looking at this seventh event. When they got to this mountain. Mount Sinai or actually Sanay, Sanahi. Sanahi is how some scribes pronounce it. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's the mountain <laughs> 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 that God met them on. And um, he told them, he said, uh, I bore you uh, on eagle's wings, and I've done all these things for you, and basically he said, I've got good plans for you. I, uh, you're going to be special to me and and um, then he came down. God Himself came down on the mountain, and the Bible said that God, He's fire, from His loins up and loins down. He He's the one who sits on the throne, the Almighty, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. He's not human. People look out into the sky and go, is there life out there? You better believe it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You better believe it. Uh, There's God the creator. There are legions of angels. There's actually different kinds of angels. We don't know much about that. And uh, there's a lot of history of a lot of things that happened before we ever were created and came along. most of that we don't know anything about. But the Almighty, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, all you got to do is look at the sun. Who, what can create that? Now, there's some foolish people that tell you, well, no, that created itself. Really? Self generation. Out of what? See, that's not science. That's a belief. You believe the material universe sprang out of what? See, you don't have a clue. If you want to say, well, no, God didn't do it. Well, that's just your choice. But you can't prove he didn't do it. And you don't know how it happened. So how can you be so adamant that God didn't do it? You weren't there. You didn't see it. What you want to do, we're all limited in our understanding, much, very limited. What you you got to do, though, is is check your heart. When you hear things, how does it sit with your heart? Because you're a spirit being created in the likeness and image of God. And your heart knows things your head doesn't, doesn't understand. And especially as a believer, you got the Holy Spirit living inside your spirit. And he does know everything. And so when you hear things, and, and no matter how you know, interesting or confusing or perplexing or revolutionary or novel of an idea it may sound to your head, don't just make, make decisions based on your head. Check your heart. And if your heart goes, mm, I don't know about that, then that's all you need to know. Leave that alone. But when something's right, when something's true, your creator who made your spirit, there'll be a witness in your spirit about it, and inside your heart goes, mm-hmm, that's right. Yep, that's right. And sometimes your heart will even leap and go, whoa, that's right. That's good. That's right. Sometimes your head's going, huh, huh, what? What are we excited about? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own intellect or understanding. And so the Creator comes down on the mount and He is fire. The Bible says our God is a consuming fire. That's why stars are like they are. They come out of Him. He created them. And if you hadn't done it, you know, we, we've got some beautiful pictures now from our most advanced telescopes of our star, of the sun. Look at some of them. You talk about something to behold. And and look at the the size of the earth compared to the sun as it's going around it. And the power that's erupting out of that thing. And then lift up your eyes and see how many millions and billions of stars like that there are that goes on and on. Now, if you want to believe this dumb thing about it just self-generated, it just poof, popped out of what? You don't have a clue? You can believe that. I believe Genesis 1. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Why? Because everything I read in here makes sense. It's right. It fits. It answers. Because it's true. Truth. You can examine. You can put all the pressure you want to on it. And it can take it. Because it was true before you read it. It'll be true when you get through reading it. It's true. It's right. And when you see the things that God revealed thousands of years ago, when there were no microscopes and there were no telescopes, and people even didn't even know what a germ was, or much less an atom or any of those things, and it's there. How could that be there thousands of years ago? Because the one who made it said it. And the one who sees the end from the beginning knows. And all he asks of you and I is that we trust him. Hallelujah. He made us. He made the planet we're standing on. He made the air we're breathing. And all he says is, just believe I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Just, Just listen to me when I tell you something. Is that unreasonable? That's not unreasonable. And yet, most of the planet won't give him the time of day. Won't even believe he exists. Much less listen to his words. And you, friend, are to be commended if you do. And if you're watching this, something's going on. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm a believer. I refuse to be a part of the ungodly. Unbiased, doubting, doubting unbelieving, world. unbelieving world I refuse, I refuse to, side enemy, to side with God's enemy Satan and his bunch, and his bunch. I'm, a I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm, a I'm a believer with Abraham, with Abraham Isaac, Isaac Jacob, Jacob, Jacob Peter, Peter James, James, James John, John Paul, Paul. I'm, a I'm a believer in the family of God I am am. and always will be. be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then you will be an overcomer. You will be. You'll live a victorious life. You'll see victory after victory and you'll find and fulfill your purpose and and your race and your course. Can you say amen? Amen Amen. means, means so be it. Amen. Now, God came down on this mountain, burned with fire. The trumpet blasted out of the fire. And uh, Moses, uh, the scripture said, well, let me just read it to you. Uh, New Testament passages refer to this uh, repeatedly. Hebrews 12, verse 18 says, You are not come to the mount that might be touched And that burned with fire, nor unto blackness, and darkness, and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated, that the word should not be spoken to them any more. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it must be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Now, Moses had some experience with God, Mm -hmm. right? He had. He had been communing with God for months and months. And and, and here's something interesting. I don't know if you realized or not, but this mountain they're standing at now that's on fire, this is the same place where Moses saw the burning bush, you know, years and time before, same place. And the scripture said, God God told him, he said, this is a sign that you're going to see. Exodus 3 verse 1, you don't have to turn there, but Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Well, that's the same mountain we're talking about that's called Sinai. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. The bush burned, but the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I'll turn aside and see this bush. And the Lord called to him, Moses, Moses, he said, here am I. He said, don't draw near hither, don't don't come closer, put off your shoes from your feet. The place where you stand is holy ground. This is the same place God himself is going to come down on the mountain. Later, He said, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now, of course, what's he seeing at this point? Fire. Right? What comes down on the mount? Fire. Where do these stars come from? Without a star, there is no life on this planet. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no light. There's no, uh, without light, there's no plant life. Without plant life, there's no animal life. Uh, Without light, there's no warmth. Uh, There has to be a a star, and the star came out of God. And that's all you need to know to know that God is amazing. Is that right? He can create stars. You might say, Ah, nah, nobody. Well, who did it? Who did it then? Where did it come from? If you haven't got a clue, then how can you say he didn't do it? And again, check this. Check this right here. Check your heart. Even if your head's acting dumb, your heart will go, you better listen. (laughs) That's right. He did make it. He did create it. And the scripture said, he said, verse 12, Certainly I will be with you, and this will be the token of you that I have sent you. When you have brought forth the people out of Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain. (laughs) And months later, he's standing there. They're all standing at the same place where he saw the burning fire in the bush. Now it ain't just the bush that's on fire. The whole mountain is blazing. But now think about that. God is the God who calls those things that be not as though they were. What's he saying? He's saying, you'll remember this. Uh, this will be a sign to you. You will serve me, you and all the people right here on this spot after they've been delivered. That means it's going to happen. Is that right? And this is before he's even spoken to Pharaoh. This is before any of the, the the judgments or the signs and wonders. None of that has happened yet. But as far as God's concerned, I'll see you at the mountain later. <laughs> we get all of you out. come back and meet here. Well, what's he saying? A God like that? Why do you struggle to believe that he says, I got something good for you over here, that he couldn't get you there? And he kept demonstrating. Yeah, but we don't have any water. Okay, here's some water out of the rock. We don't have anything to eat. Bread falls out of the sky. What's he doing? He's demonstrating. Look, I can take care of you anywhere. Mm. I don't have to even have a farm, I don't have to have a field, I don't have a barn, I don't have to have a grocery store, I don't have to have a deep well, I can take care of you, but but what's all this about? When are you going to relax and say, God's got me? Hmm? When are you going to relax and, and stop fearing and stop doubting and stop fretting and stop questioning? And rest, enter into that rest and go. If God said it, it's happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he said we're going to meet back here, everybody's going to be free out of Egypt. Well, here they're standing now. Can you see this? In Exodus 19, here they are free. He brought them all. The psalmist said he brought them out with silver and with gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. They're all standing out there, some two million of them, free men and women. Somebody say free. Free, free men. Free. Uh, they've never been free. Their parents never been free. Their grandparents never been free for 400 years. Their ancestors have been the property of somebody else. They belong to somebody else like a cow or a horse. Now they're standing out here, free. Oh, somebody say, free. free. Is there freedom in Christ? Yes. See, the Bible said all these things are examples for us. Is there freedom in Christ? Have we been delivered from bondage, from servitude, servitude to sin, servitude to habits, servitude to lust, to oppression, depression, confusion, death? Somebody say, I'm a free person. I'm free! I'm free! I'm free. I'm free. He whom the Son has set free, He's really free. He's truly free. He's free indeed. And so now, God is saying, uh, what we'll see in just a moment here too, uh, and and throughout the rest of the week, uh, He's saying, I'm entering into a covenant with you. And He Comes down to them to have a meal, a covenant meal with Moses, Aaron, and 70 of their elders. And they actually sat down and had a meal with God. Now they couldn't see His face. He said, You can't see my face and live. It'd be too much. He told Moses that. But they saw His glory. They saw the cloud. They saw the power. They felt the earth trembling. And the fire that just kept blasting up into heaven. (laughs) Woo! This is your father, child of God. Is it true? He calls you his child. This is your father, creator of the heavens and the earth. He is so much greater than we have understood. And like I mentioned earlier, if you want to, if you want to get a picture more of his, his brilliance, his power, his awesomeness, don't grab a dusty theology book out of the library. Go out and look up in the night sky on a clear night. <laughs> look across the Pacific Ocean. Look across the mountain ranges. Look at the beauty and, and, and splendor of, of creation. It's in a fallen state. It's in a cursed state. Imagine what it must have been like before the fall, before there was any death or curse. But as you look at the power of gravity that holds the planets in orbit, the power of stars that just keep exploding and then folding back on their self, and, and the, the nuclear and atomic power that's just beyond anything man's ever imagined or dreamed of, And we just get up in the morning and say, Well, look, it's a pretty sunshine. (laughs) What a nice, nice day. (laughs) But uh, without it, there is no life. There is no gravity. There is no earth. There is no. And if you want to believe that there is no God, well, then how'd all this get here? It just. What? self-generated, self created No, you don't know. That's not science. That's a belief. And the reason I'm saying this is because the reason man is so rebellious and defiant concerning not listening to God is this thing about, if God is real, you should submit to Him. Right? If you owe Him your existence and your breath, you should bow before Him. You should listen to him. And the pride of man does not want to do that. Which is why people are quick to jump on things. Uh, godless creation. Even the word did not make sense. Huh? Well, creation. Well, who created it? What created it? Evolution. What does that mean? We, we just sprang into being, you know, uh, just through sheer willpower. You are an amoeba in the sea. And then just through force, you uh, swam with a tail and and then you got out and was a monkey and climbed up. And then you lost your tail and stood up and said, I'm a man. (laughs) You're a confused, dumb man. (laughs) No, no. One species Has never turned into another species. There is no proof of it. The Bible says it's not, that's not the way it is. There's different kinds. So, but without getting into that, it's always a choice. And why do people fight so hard? Don't want to believe in God. Because they don't want to be submissive. They don't want to be obedient. They don't want to acknowledge someone's over them, that they owe their existence to them. That requires honesty and humility, and submission, and obedience. And so many people, their spirit is like this, stiff-necked, hard-hearted, stubborn, no. And what we see here later on is they decide, we're going to make our own gods. And you talk about stupid, right? Right. We're going to make our own gods. Why would you even go to the trouble... Because you can take the credit. You made them. Then if it's your God, you can make all the rules for your gods and take all the credit and all this myriad of false religions that's in the earth. It's all uh, an act of rebellion against the one true living God. All of it is. But oh, thank God for His mercy. And to have enough enlightenment and understanding to know the truth. Because the truth will make you free. Everybody said out loud, there is only one God. Only one one creator. creator. The God of Abraham. Abraham, Isaac. Isaac, And Jacob. The God who gave the commandments to Moses. The the Moses, the The God and Father. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is only one God, the only God. And is God and he is my God. The only God, the creator, and I will trust him. Lord, I trust you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. When they're experiencing all this power and all this glory and Moses said it was such a terrible sight. He said, I exceedingly fear and quake. That's when the people had said, uh, you go, <laughs> you go and talk to him. Because if we hear this voice again, I think we're all going to die. And, and he said, okay. And they said, whatever, you, whatever he says to you, you tell us and we will do it. Whatever he tells you to tell us, we will do it. And at that point, we'll read this later. God said, Oh, I really wish, I wish they did have that heart. And it'd be like that with me, because he knew in less than two months they were going to completely break the first two things he told them to do. Say it by the grace of God. By the grace of God. I won't do that. I won't do that. Hallelujah. Our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. And when you do that, you are pleasing God. That's it for today. We'll see you back here tomorrow in Faith School. I've got victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today.